As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Ah, well, bless you. Surprise, surprise. What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Reverend Dr. K.E. Holmes, and you are welcome to the Hour of Deliverance. Now, I tell you what you're doing here in case you don't know. No, Sam's going to tell you what he's doing here. But <laughs> you, you're a person of excellence. You're drawn to excellence. And one of the things about the people of excellence is that uh, I call it the three Ds. Uh, when the scripture says people in debt, people disgruntled and discouraged. Uh, it's, it's from Samuel. David attracted people of excellence, but the scripture lets you know, and I call it the three D's, it says those three things about them. Now you're a person of excellence, which means that you are the answer for the things that are wrong in the time. So that draws you to me, and you don't even know me. Some of you think you know me. <laughs> And others of you, you don't even know what you're doing here. That's why I'm letting you know. You're a person of excellence. You see things and you know it needs to be different. You are the one God has given the answer. And I do want you to know that's whether you know him or whether you don't know him. And I know a whole bunch of people right now that belong to the Lord Jesus Christ and know him as Lord and Savior are mad at me already for saying that. However... For some of you that you know that the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. And for the others of you that may know or may not know that God ordained your life before you ever got here. And he gave you the equipment to fulfill what he gave you. And so, you, even if you don't know it right now and you don't know Jesus Christ right now, you are a person of excellence and you are ordained to make a difference in the things that you see, the things that catch your attention, and I will tell you this, especially the things that disturb you. You're the template. You're part of the answer. God bless you, Sam. God bless you. God so bless glad you. to see you. God bless you. Um, <laughs> what is Sam doing here on our deliverance? Well, it was, this is due because of uh, a discussion we were having before the program. And um, mom has a way of asking me questions that provoke um, God in me to start answering. So, um, so I had a couple of questions. So I just wanted to join because I, I know I have the like these questioning, um, these questions that I ask is um, my question too. But at the same time, I'm always thinking about the other person who is not part of the kingdom of God, doesn't really believe, who well doesn't believe at all, and um, and that mom always challenges that with. Like she said earlier, that we all have a part to play in this. So um, I just have a couple of questions as we move along. 
Um, maybe um, we could bring some more clarity to me first, because I, I want clarity too. And for people who are um, watching, and it's going to be blessed by this. Thank you for having me. I, I love having you. Um, I, I mind giving personal testimony. I like to give the word, because my testimony, while it might encourage you or help you in a way, it's the, the word is what makes a difference. The scripture says that the word is quick, alive, and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it is what makes the answer, is the answer. It divides asunder, soul and spirit. Do you, do you remember where that is, so I can finish the verse? I don't know if it's... Because I only gave a piece of the verse. Sharper than any two-edged sword, that scripture? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to look it up. And do look it up. And I want to tell you, I will refer to a lot of scriptures. Look them up. Look them up. Don't let it be some lady told you something, even if it's somebody you respect. The person that you respect the the most, the word out of, your pastor, whoever, still look up the word, the word of God. And especially in these days and times, because right now, I'm going to disturb you. I'm going to say something to you right now that's going to disturb you. Right now, the people of God are prophesying lies. I'm not talking about the they to them and those outside of the body of Christ. Um, I will give you an example here again. Back when I got saved, a lot of preachers were preaching against the Catholic Church. And there was already, when I got saved, it was already there in terms of this attitude, especially within Pentecostal. I don't know what Pentecostal was when I got saved. But in that realm, and when I say Pentecostal, I'm talking about before the Pentecostal and the charismatic movement. It was only Pentecostal. And even if you understand some of the why of the charismatic movement, that was a racial thing that we couldn't deal with. And so, and we're not going there today, but I want you to understand that back in that environment of being angry with who doesn't worship the way that I think, the way that I believe, worshiping God then we find how it's not God. We find how it is wrong. And we don't find things like what I like to share with you is that uh, all of the robes. Remember that the first people to come to Jesus Christ as Savior were Hebrew. They knew the robes. Hmm. They did the repetitions. They held the feasts. They called things holy because God did. It's the instruction he gave them. And even when you find what Jesus said is that you, you made traditions that made the word of God of no effect. Are you going to call him a hypocrite? Because what about the moat in your eye? What about the beam in your eye? You know what scripture I'm talking about. Jesus, yeah, he he identified them as hypocrites, and that's leadership. However, I want you to be reminded of what I said to you earlier. The things that catch your attention, God has equipped you to make a difference. He has not equipped you to make a judgment against them. And and with that, I want you to understand that when you go to that moat and beam scripture, and go to it in both, I think it's uh, Luke and Mark, but it's it's in two separate Gospels, and it's explained two separate ways. And in one of them, you get to understand that when you get that mess out of your own eye, you are supposed to judge. 
He lets you know you're going to judge angels. So don't go, don't, don't get rid of the moat and the beam and then go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You still need to fulfill what God gave you to fulfill. You have to be right and you have to be with God and hearing God in order to do what he said, not just be what he gave you to be. That scripture you were looking for, uh, I think it's Hebrews 4.12. Yeah, I know. It says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, does that apply? One of my questions would be, does that apply to unbelieving people? Um, give me the scripture again. Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4.12. Yeah, I thought it was 12. Okay. The first thing I want to say is the word of God applies to the people of God. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, there's many things in the word of God that he is talking to someone who's not his. Nebuchadnezzar. Right. Okay? Different ones. Because God, and and you know it from the Psalms, the heavens declare the glory of God, you know. You know it from from, uh, Romans that God has shown you, O man, um, what is good. You know, so that when people are serving or not serving God, the law of God, God being God, He still applies to them. Okay. Okay? Now, when He gave His word, He gave it to His people. Now, what you want to understand about that is that we have the obligation to fulfill. And we also have the, and I'm going to get religious here and churchy here, but we have the anointing and the ordination. Okay? Now, I'm going to tell you something about anointing that a lot of us don't know and don't like. And when I say us, I mean us church folk. Okay. Church folk. (laughs) Famous people. Famous people. What makes them famous? The people. Okay, okay, okay. The people, the knowledge of something. Okay. I can stand up and sing a song. Mm -hmm. And um, now I I say when people like what I sing, it's because God anointed their ears to like it. But Or or even giving out a track. You've noticed that some people can give out a track and everybody's taking them. Mm -hmm. We're past track days, but... um, and other people, they'll stand on the corner, they're giving out a track, and people are just going by. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Oh, the, they, well, they call that the law of attraction now. But the oh. difference, I guess, would be um, who's handing it out. And who, what, if I go, for instance, if I go to, with tracks, and um, to, let's see, where I don't belong because of oh. uh, appearance, people probably won't take it. But if I go to I a place, I have an appearance that doesn't belong anywhere. <laughs> if I go to a place where people kind of look like me, I think I'll get more people to get those things. Okay, so maybe it could be you could be doing the right thing. Could it be you might be at the wrong place? And you can be doing the wrong thing at the right place. Exactly. Now, the thing that I want to bring you to is that um, I hope Michael Jackson's hasn't been gone so long that nobody knows who he is anymore. But. Um, he had an anointing on him that attracted. Mm-hmm. It attracted Absolutely. all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. That is an anointing, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, that he used or didn't use it for the glory of God? 
there's a whole lot of things that could or uh, don't have to be said about that. However, one person could open up a hot dog stand, another a hot dog. I don't even like hot dogs, but <laughs> another a hot dog stand, and I'll end up buying a hot dog from one as opposed to the other. Or everybody, and I used to see this. We used to do a lot of events, and, and we would have vendors, and... One vendor, just everybody comes and another vendor right nearby. Same things and it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. And people just pass. There is an anointing on people for certain things. Some people that every time you open your mouth, people are listening. And if you know how to walk in the joy of the Lord, then you're going to come up with what God gave. If you don't know how to walk in the joy of the Lord, and that's saved or unsaved, that'll get on your nerves. And every time you go to say something, people are listening. <laughs> you just want to say something. <laughs> I'm one of those. You know, I just want to say something, and, and you know, people across the room are listening. Mm-hmm. You know, I always in the restaurant, I always have the waitress and whoever, and mm-hmm. the other table. I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> We've been in functions, and she'll start talking, and people are like stop and. Waitresses, the owner, people across the table, they'll just listen, which is uh, a blessing for them because they'll be part of a, a rich conversation, not something of, of murmuring or complaining or gossip. You're being sweet. You're being sweet. Yeah. Uh, what I'm telling you about you is that you are anointed for God's eternal purpose. And that's whether you know him or don't know him. So right now, I invite you, if you don't know him, You certainly know about him. Accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord right now. One of the reasons is because when you hear his word, it goes into you. And it makes the differences in you that God ordained that his word is a judgment against you when you're not given over to him. Mm. Uh, In in, um, That might be Hebrews or Romans, but he lets you know that that the law, uh, how does it, some of you look up the phrase, but he says, uh, the, the place where he's talking about, why do I do the things that I wouldn't, mm. you know, and, he, and in there he tells you that the law revived. I mean, the law came and sin revived and I died. Mm. The law points out your sin. Yes. The law shows you what you're doing wrong. And that's even if you're meant to do right. I always refer to to um, the guy that went to to help the, the, the Ark of the Covenant. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On the cart, when, when the Philistines had taken the cart, now the Philistines are the enemy of God. Mm-hmm. They'd taken the cart. Now, part of why they were able to take the cart is because Israel wasn't doing what they should have been doing. You see, when you don't walk with God like you want, your enemies can defeat you. Now, God's in control of that thing. Anyway, the, so, so when the Philistines, a whole bunch of stuff happened. When, you need to know that in life, by the way. When things happen, a whole bunch of other stuff is also happening. It's not just you. And that's where I remind you to know that when it's a body attack, if you keep attacking and praying on your own, you're going to keep attacking and praying on your own. Notice when the whole body is going through and join as the body. And then pray the way God says pray. Don't tell God what to do. Learn some word and know some word on how God does this. Because I tell you, God wins every single battle. Amen. Now, I had some Never pain. Never does it the same way. I had way. some pain. Was it last week? Yes. And I, I, I was, it's some pain, <laughs> a pain that I never... Hear this. Hear this I've good. I've never sensed before. I never felt this type of pain. So I'm over here half limping in pain. And I asked mom, or oh, I told mom my experience with the pain. And she said, well, let's stop right there. And she declared the word, how we were made good. God said everything he made was good along those terms. And she prayed the word over the pain. And um, specifically, I want to say, because we do this with, we Christians do this with the word. But because pain is something that I've lived with, I get real specific about pain. When God made man. That's the first, That's when he said very good. He didn't just say good. He said good about a whole lot of things mm-hmm. in creation. But when he made man, he said very good. And I speak to my body. You've got to conform to the word of God. And I was, you know, Amen. speaking to your yeah. body. Conform to the word. Spoke to the body and it reminded me, quickened my spirit and said, that's right. Because it is right. And that thing has been gone since last Friday. It hasn't come yeah. back. Yeah. Um, that's because of the word of God. Amen. And sometimes alone, I prayed, like mm-hmm. like mom said, alone. Um, and I was reasoning from my own understanding, but how, how beautiful it is when other brothers and sisters get together and speak word over each other. Amen. Then it, it magnifies what's already been said, what's been written, our lives, everything goes on top of that, top of that. And we start realizing yes. that there's more to it than what I was praying over my own self. And there's two things about that. And you, you remind me that I, I'm going to say two things because I'll get caught up in the one thing. One thing is that we pray what we know. And in Ephesians, it lets us know that edify, build each other up in love. Now, first of all, if we're doing it in love, I can't be mad at you. I can't be upset with you because uh, I shared something with somebody uh, that I wanted them there. I wanted their God sense on and they went to what I didn't think was their God sense but I'm sure that they did and they automatically went to what they know mm-hmm. now right away because it upset me I reminded me Bill my brother my sister up in love and then further on in that in that context it's saying 
that the body is built up by what every joint supplies. And so what this one, what that joint understood, what that joint took from, while I didn't appreciate it right off, Mm -hmm. what the word tells me is that I need what you supply. And the other one that I want to remind you of, the second thing is that, um, and it's a twofold thing that I'm going to remind you. I'm going to start with where we the saints are easiest with, and that's New Testament. But the seven churches. Jesus is talking to the seven churches, and the Holy Spirit, he lets you know, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saith, and that's King James, because that means he spoke. Mm -hmm. So I need to hear what he spoke, what he's speaking, and what he will yet speak. That ETH, you know, it's not just that it's old English. It's a part of speech that we let go of. But it lets you know it was. And doesn't that sound like who Jesus is, was, who is, and is to come? Each one of the churches had a different revelation of Jesus Christ. When he started out speaking to each one, and it, it still boggles my mind today, 50 years later, that not one of the churches had a full revelation of Jesus from head to toe from chapter one. Hmm. You know, so am I going to get upset with you? Now we do, we do. Somebody was telling me hmm. before how they walked out because they didn't like the way a preacher was preaching. And, and, and right at that point, I was in the first chapter of Revelation looking at John, who was more... He, he was a thun, son of thunder, but by the time he got to be so loving and wonderful, mm-hmm. he was quieter because Peter was the one who <laughs> the always one, was. Yes. Yeah. But John said, the voice that he heard was thunder. Mm-hmm. It was talking. And those of you that want to preach it, preach like this. And love it and don't think they're preaching if they're not preaching like this. And those of you who can't stand it and walk out. When you go in the book of Revelation, Jesus is talking a few different ways. Mm -hmm. And you want to have an opinion on the delivery of the messenger? We need to stop that mess. And I'm telling you it's a mess. We need to stop. Uh, God revealed himself in Moses' day. Lightning and fire and thunder from the mountaintop before the word. And I I remember that we went through this thing of, I don't like all this show before the word. What we need is the word. And you see my head going with all that attitude we had. Forgetting that God put on a show, (laughs) a show and a Mm -hmm. half, Mm -hmm. before he even spoke to his people. Mm. And then we didn't want to hear it. Wow. We're still like that. So... I When I see that, I have to make sure, like I did with that person yesterday. I've asked them a question and didn't like their answer. Then I remember, no, 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 no. This is part of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I need what that joint supplies. I, I might not, I, I don't like where the answer came from. However, God is the one who got us ready to know and understand this. Israel, he called out Israel, one nation, 12 tribes, each one 
with a different logo, if you want to call it that, okay? Each one a different place around the tabernacle, and each one with a different revelation of what they were to do in Israel. So if you live on the mountaintop and you know how to do stuff, and then I ask you what to do about about water or trees, but I live in the valley, what you tell me, mm-hmm. it's not going to make sense to me. Because it's from where God has given you knowledge from. Right. So the mountaintop people have that higher view. The valley people have to a view of, from that part looking up. So in between there, right, it should be a great revelation of what we see from the mountaintop and what people are experiencing from the valley. So and you put how those you things deal together, with things. It, it'll give you a picture. It's like, wow, I didn't see that from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And the mountaintop people are saying, well, I didn't see that from that perspective. So the beautiful thing about God's word is that in there, in there, he could give you the revelation, a revelation that all body parts matter. That we hear this mantra, Black Lives Matter, yeah. the body of Christ matters. Ooh. And every every part of the body that the joints, you know, that's supplied by the body of Christ. Notice that Christ is the head. So Hello. therefore, leadership, Hello. we need to be careful with the head part. You know, because imagine three, four, five heads on one body. It'll look kind of strange. Or it could get the ground to swallow you up. Remember Korah? Mm-hmm. He was a leader. In Israel. Mm-hmm. And he was an elder in Israel. Mm-hmm. And here comes young Moses, young startup. <laughs> we, and we, we're that way now. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so busy. We're, we're seeing that God is doing something with the youth. And I'm watching all of us older pastors, and, and I'm among them now. And I'm watching us trying to, we say guide, guide, mm-hmm. instead of recognizing that we are in a new day mm-hmm. and a new time. Not just another generation. The times have changed. Everybody recognizes what used to be normal isn't normal. Right. And I want to remind you, by the way, that what what we call normal, that we say we want to get back to, that was not the will of God. We are so used to working for a living. We are so used to that paycheck after the 40-hour week or this hour week, that hour week, as if Jesus didn't say, consider the lily of the field. They don't toil and mm-hmm. they don't spin and... Yet they're arrayed better than Solomon and your heavenly father takes care of them. And we made it a world way to work for a living. And then we want to take the scripture where the scripture lets you know that a man ought to work. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Scripture lo- lets you know an ox works, doesn't work. he get paid? You don't eat, yeah. And we want to apply that to something that God already said, no, no, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of this. Mm-hmm. You won't have to wait for a 40-hour week. The birds seem carefree. Hello. I could have a, a bad week and the birds are still chirping and singing in my backyard. So that just reminds me, the birds are with no worry. I don't know if birds ever worry in any weather, any um, you know weather conditions, storms, tsunamis, whatever. Birds are going around flying and still be happy. And they're singing the and song. And you know they know where to go? Exactly. You, you talk about are they worried, mm-hmm. but you see that they go. I, my grandfather, who was an outdoorsman, he always taught me to look at the animals and find out what's going on so that you you can know ahead of time. Where to go. If there's going to be trouble mm-hmm. and where to go, what to do. And And God made us wiser than the animals. And I want us to know that it's not wise to be at, in angst with each other. 
We are pillars. We are light. And in order to be light, we have to move in love. In order to minister life, we want to move in love. Mm-hmm. And this is what, they, what the world is looking for. They know, instinctively, they know that there should be a difference in the body of Christ. So they should be light, not darkness. So when somebody, don't be fooled, because I used to do this before Christ too. I used to look at the churches and know and demand they had to be different. I said, there has to be a difference in you. There's no way you could be like us. So I, I didn't get that from, I don't know where I got that from. I just knew. But when we start acting just like anything goes in the mm. body, then the world looks at it and knows it's phony. The world calls us out. The world calls us out a lot. So that's why I believe scripture says that judgment starts in the house of God. The word says so. And God for me to judge so. somebody outside, you, know, you guys and you people, and you know, just like the, the, the street evangelists that I, I see and I follow them, and I understand their reasoning, I understand their truth, but without love, it's ineffective. So hence you see the videos of them getting arrested, beat up, um, spit at, and all this other stuff, which the scripture does say, hey, they hated Jesus first, they're going to hate us. I understand that. But if I'm going to a hostile environment with a hostile word, because mm-hmm. the, the, what does the scripture say? This word of life is condemnation or it's we smell like a stench of death to those who are perishing. Amazing word to me. I'm like, they're dying anyway, so why don't they want this? It's because they're rejecting the very source of life that we're preaching. So we're in those environments and you're, and you're saying, why isn't that everybody listening to this message? Maybe it's because you're exposing or you're pointing a finger at something that they already know they're in. In other words, if they're rejecting the gospel message, they have their reasons, their excuses, but really are not, that's valid to them, but according to God, is it really valid? Now, and then you see the videos, because I, I follow these. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, street preachers on videos, and they, they're filming their, their um, rejection or... They calling it. Um, you see, I'm being persecuted for my faith, or are you being just uh, a loud clanging symbol? What what is it? And what did God say to do about the persecution? To do about it? Yeah. Remind did me. Did He tell you to get mad? No, no. Kind of all joy. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of no joy. But at the same time, um, these street preachers that I'm looking at, I'm following. The reason why I follow and look at them is because I had ideas of doing that as well. And I've done it before. So but my, the result wasn't as bad as what they're facing. Uh, I think they're going into hostile situations. You're going to, you should expect hostile. In other words, they're going into certain communities that they know just by studying out the community that they're going to reject this message. And then you want camera guys to follow you and see, see these people hate us. And that's a little iffy to me. And you want to have a a testimony. You want to gather a testimony. I think, um, and this is, leave that up to God on Judgment Day so that you're not doing the moat and beam thing Hmm. and then filming yourself doing it. Right now, right now, with um, all of the so-called restrictions, how are you fulfilling what Jesus said when he rejected some and they like, well, you're supposed to visit the fatherless and the hospitals. You know, you're supposed to do all that. And right now we have restrictions where you could kill yourself doing all that. One preacher say, oh, believe God and, and do it. By the way, while we're saying believe God and go do this, that, and the other thing, that's not what we're doing. The ones who are even saying, believe God, they say, no, come to church, come to church, come to church. And what Jesus said is, go do these things in my name. And not one of them. Well, what an opportunity. Was come to church. When this pandemic hit, what an opportunity. And I was so excited. I was like, this is our opportunity now to go and be who Christ called us to be, the light and, you know, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But um, as I expressed to you behind the scenes, I was disappointed. And I I was making sure I was trying to do my part, um, my part as never stopping to preach this word and this message and to live it. But I I was thinking there was going to be a whole army going out there, you know, and I was like concentrating a little bit more on the faith preachers, mm-hmm. um, the healing preachers. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, this is a you know, this is a good opportunity now. Here, here we are facing a pandemic, and at least in my territory, it wasn't as evident. It's like almost like where were they, kind of thing, because the cameras were off now. There's a lot of stations now, a lot of ministries failing financially because of the whole pandemic, which is odd to me as well." That a ministry or would fall under the wayside because of, of a financial situation. A couple when of God the most famous ones declared things at certain times, and it got worse. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, they were on camera declaring, "What preach it the way that you want to see it, and the way that you like to hear that kind of word come through, yeah! And um, the news picked it up. and Right. Now, I, I do want to share, since we said that, Everybody doesn't have to be like me, but I I have learned in the word that when I see something, and especially when I have an opinion, and I do have opinions, and for me, God called me out of Ezekiel, and, and God showed Ezekiel some awful stuff all the time, and I, I feel like God has always shown me stuff that's none of my business. I don't want to see it. I don't even want to know about that, and I certainly don't want it to know it about who he's showing it about. Mm-hmm. And Ezekiel could see through walls, and God showed him what the 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 best of the best, mm-hmm. the leaders of leaders were doing. 
And Ezekiel had opinions about it. Now, you need to go read it. Uh, I'm letting you know my take on it and what, how God dealt with me. And Ezekiel, with his opinion, God had to zip his lip. And he could only prophesy when God said to prophesy. And I've learned with me that uh, Ezekiel, God told him, if you don't warn the person, and I, God said, I'm sending you people that are hard-headed, hard-hearted. Hmm. He said their, their heart, hearts are harder than flint, the hardest stone. And um, he said, but I sent you. Now, see, to, to our minds, that doesn't make sense. You know, even for what you were saying, going to the hard place and not expecting or expecting something else. And I learned to ask God what to expect. Now, not from you, because I also have learned that people disappoint, hmm. at least me. And I also have learned that I will disappoint me if I'm concentrating on the disappointment. So I asked God. What are you going to do and what would you have me to do? And God always does what he said and beyond the way he says it in the scripture, beyond what I could ask or think, beyond where my imagination goes. However, with that, God has always done something that still to this day boggles my mind. It goes against our thing of being accountable and transparent. And I know that we've made that a thing since 700 Club Days. Uh, that's like 70s or so. We've made that a thing. And yet, when you go into the Word, especially where offerings are concerned, and the way God showed Israel to do it, the priests didn't have to make an account of all this if they were using the best chariot or, or if they were walking. They didn't make an account. The only time they had to make an account is when, and I, I'm not remembering the scripture, but when the people hadn't done it for a long time and they began to read the word and then find out, oh, we haven't been doing this. Mm -hmm. And so the king set it up and said, we're going to do this. And then nobody's bringing the offerings like they're supposed to bring. And the house isn't getting repaired the way it's supposed to get repaired. And the king wants to know, well, what's going on here? And that's when he, well, then he set it up, not, not give account the way we say, be responsible. God in, it means for you to be responsible with integrity. That you don't have to. If you're called on, you can account for everything. But you're not accounting for everything as you go. You are free to move in what you're to move in. And one of the things in that is that the priests were to live from the offerings. They were also to take care of all of God's business. And that's why more offerings were to come in and come in and come in. Now, in the case where they weren't doing it right, at, at first, let's do it. Then the people weren't, the people were given, but the priests weren't taking care of things mm. the way they're supposed to. And then he said, well, what, what we're going to do is nobody touches anything. You keep one given, you keep one given. Then when it comes in, then we're going to give it out. And this is the king. And to put it in today's way, this is the political system, the government saying that cause the priest, hospitality is supposed to come from the royal priesthood, the body of Christ. We're the ones who are supposed to head that up. Mm. When you don't do it right, then the government needs to take over. 
and very like with um what do we have social security today and welfare mm-hmm. the president that started that he didn't start that to stay that was to get through the 30s you know the um what do they call it the depression but because we see things and we think oh that can go instead of going back to god's way it is the body of christ that started hospitals it's the people of god now hospitals are big business that they need you to get sick so they can charge you a couple of things, and then they're going to tell you that, oh, it's because of this and because of that, and not tell you what it is from. Mm-hmm. Do some of you know that during the pandemic, the FDA, let me say it right, the FDA had to with, withdraw, ban over 200 hand sanitizers. Now, they knew that they were bad with the stuff that they had on them a long time before that. But now now when you have to start using them like this and every day and all the time, it'll kill you. Well, they knew it was going to kill you. Same way with microwaves. I was ill in the the early days of microwaves. And the doctors thought I was starving myself using a microwave. Because the, the FDA knew that microwave makes it so that your food can't even your body can't even recognize the food that you put in there mm-hmm. it changes the molecular structure so that your food no longer knows it as your pardon me your body no, no longer knows it as food and yet and some of you remember back then everything had to be porcelain because they knew then plastic has carcinogens. You know, this bottle has an expiration date. Mm. There's no expiration date on water. It's only carcinogens and how much is released into the water. And everywhere I go, everybody's got that. I drank out of this one. We're not even paying attention, moving in the things of God, so that you could be sick because of this. Mm. But now, without the body of Christ and us moving in the integrity that we're to have, the hospitals need you to be to be sick, so that when you're my age, you're they're gonna you're gonna have a list of sicknesses, and when you're a certain um, ethnic group, there's another list of sicknesses, mm-hmm. and we all buy into that stuff. And in the body of Christ, by the way, God in His Word lets you know who's susceptible to what. Under Shem, Ham, and Japheth, He lets you know about those kinds of things, and the ones He didn't let you know about. You need to ask him, and you want to pay attention to what he let you know to pay attention to, and also on this this prejudice. Prejudice, come on, Cain killed Abel. Mm. Prejudice started out. The, the first man who was an assassin, what ethnic group was he? The ethnic group that he was of doesn't want to even acknowledge that at all. The first man that took, took, God gave a wife. And God, that's still God's way. He gives a wife. And yet all over the world, men take wives. The first man, and he took two. And the way that he did it, he let you know that he killed twice as many people as as. as Cain did, and dared anybody to do anything about it. When we are these ways, we set the thing in the world, and yet we are to be light in the world, so that the world thinks a certain way, whether it's saved or unsaved. 
whether it's God or not of God. And I want to bring in Darius here. Uh, pardon me, not Darius. Date, uh, Daniel. Daniel, now think of this. Especially if you're a male. Think of this. The king, the, the person who was king of Israel at the time, king of Judah at the time, Daniel was a teenager and they were exiled. He's a teenager. That's puberty age. Okay, guys. And the world system is if you're going to serve in the king's palaces, you get castrated, guys. You get castrated. Like that? And especially when there's nothing you can do about it, because that's the world system. And so here Daniel is, it's not his fault, it's not anything he did. It's the, the, the king of his nation is the whole reason why he's in this situation. Did he go blaming? Mm-mm. We don't see it in the word. We don't see it in the word. And we see him standing with God. We don't see him complaining that he got castrated. Right at puberty, when he's really going to (laughs) know. And we see him walking word, starting out with, with, I need to eat holy. I need to eat. He understood it as holy, not just my preference. I remember telling somebody, a, a, a person of God, a wonderful person of God, telling them something that the Lord was saying, and they said, well, that's your perspective. Of the word? I, I took it no further. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, because it did insult me. However, my concern is walk with God. Mm-hmm. Walk with God. I noticed that almost anything I say while I mean one thing or God gave it to me a, a certain kind of way, it goes out and people receive it and, and receive it different ways. It, he's the one who does that. The Word of God tells us that it is the Spirit of God that convinces the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And I know that when we say world, we want to make it the sinful world. God so loved the world that He sent His Son. He so loved everyone. So the Holy Spirit will convince everyone of sin, of righteousness, of judgment. Now, I like to know that the goodness of God leads men to repentance. Mm-hmm. I don't want to beat you over the head. I don't want to have to, ha- him to have to His beat kindness, you up. Yeah, the kindness. Yes, yes. That's what it says in the book of Acts. And that doesn't mean God won't do it another way, but I do want you to understand that when God brings judgment, it's usually too late. Now, you, mm. might, you might be like, uh, who was the worst king? Manasseh. Manasseh. I think I think God I said. I thought Nebuchadnezzar he, was up there too, right? I, oh, oh, I'm talking about of God's people. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. The of one, God's people who know better. The one who took the word out and put the word back. Oh in. my goodness. Well, yeah, he was that that. God said Manasseh. There was the way he said that there was nobody wiser than than uh, Solomon. Solomon. He said there was nobody <laughs> nobody <laughs> as king. wicked as Manasseh. And yet, when he walked softly before the Lord, God said, see, I receive him. I mm. receive him. Now, you talked about Nebuchadnezzar. With Nebuchadnezzar, God, you don't see God trying to win him to him mm. and win his heart. All God said to him was, you need to know who I am. I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who set you up. And I'm telling this 
to those of us who are of the body of Christ. We, we don't like a certain king because he's cruel as Nebuchadnezzar is cruel and ugly and all of that. And yet God set him up and God is the one who corrects kings. That's why when it tells us to pray for all men and pray for men in authority, it says supplication, intercession, prayer. I said it out of order. Look it up. It's in Timothy. It says with thanksgiving. Mm. I've heard us the last few, I belong to a couple of different uh, pastors groups, pastors, leaders, leaders, not just prayer groups, leaders. And we pray mad when we don't like the leader. We pray mad. God says with thanksgiving. Mm. And then he goes on to tell us so that we live a quiet and peaceable life. If we are the pillars doing what God said, representing, remember he said that I know they wrote the song, they'll know we are Christians by our love, and we know the song better than we know the scripture. But he said that to love one another, and they'll know the resurrection by how we love Love one another. Not how we are mad, Mm. not how we have an opinion, not how I'm going to disown you on Facebook if you belong to this party or you like that party. Mm. That happened to me. I don't know if it happened. Well, that's how the world shows us our own frailty and failure sometimes because the world system knows that it's different from how we're thinking so we're we're peculiar people to them we're odd we're weird we're supposed to be but we're supposed to be but they recognize that's the whole mind-blowing thing to me that Mm -hmm. if the world is recognizing that we're supposed to be different why are we as brothers and sisters general universal church not supplying their need in other words, yeah, we have to be, they're fitting, they're describing us in the right way. Mm-hmm. And we're being wrong about it. Instead of being let, living letters the way the scripture tells us, bring you back to, to Daniel. He served five kings and they were all awful. Mm-hmm. They were worse than any kings we have today, including the ones that are killing people. And by the way, I do have ministry in some of the places where in the pastors groups I belong to, we're getting reports that People are being killed for not taking the virus. The and vaccine. I, I mean, taking the vaccine. Killed. We're getting reports, wow. those kind of reports, and we're, we're reporting it among mm. each other. The ministry that I have in, in the very places named, the leaders killed the people on purpose so that they could qualify to the United States for, to send more but they decided to kill the people. And they decided to use that as a way to make it acceptable because they were people that they were killing anyway. And um, that is something that I even say on, on this idea of being uh, transparent. For the ministry that most of the ministry I have overseas, I'd love to testify. It'll cost people their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there can't be transparency. And mm-hmm. we, we, the New Testament saints, we like to testify, testify, yeah. God is testifying to his glory. Now, Daniel, five kings he served. And he did it without complaint while they were cruel, inhuman, inhumanly cruel, mm-hmm. each of the kings. And it seems like... Um, the one was always worse than the next and worse than the next. And Daniel, he lived his life with such integrity 
that even when his comrades, and I know it hurts so bad when, when your comrades want to plot against you, the people that you thought were your friends, the people that you thought that you were living good in front of, mm. the people that were noticing that you're a testimony, and all they want to do is moan about you. And they, they plotted against him. Okay, that happened. And God brought him through. He didn't know ahead of time that God was going to bring him through. He knew ahead of time that he's going to follow God. The point that I want to get to, especially since we're getting to the end of the hour, is that Daniel served without complaining five very cruel kings. Five kings who set up government against people. Now, when you read the Word of God, God sets up kings to give government for the people. Mm. That's why you're in charge. Talk about the anointing for people to follow what you say. But Daniel served. Now, most of us, we're not going to serve under somebody we don't like. I don't like that party. I'm not going to serve. Daniel served. And he served with integrity before God, which gave him integrity before man, so that even when his comrades were against him, even they had to say, we can't define anything against him, so it's got to be about his God. Uh, but I want to show you this, so that we stop trying to get back to a norm that wasn't God in the first place. We, the body of Christ. He served with such integrity. He served without complaining and arguing all the time and showing up everything that's wrong in order to bring him to God. Mm-hmm. That Darius... Darius decided we might want a God like that on our side. And you know what? Let's let's give them their stuff back. Let's let's give them the gold back to the temple. Let's let them rule. That had to do with the way Daniel, the way he carried himself through governments that were ugly, ungodly, and cruel. And Darius, we don't. We need to understand it this way. He set up the paperwork, he set up the ordinances, and he set up the protection. Because you don't just say when people are prejudiced against a group of people, don't you know? We're going to give them gold. People who know that they're going to give them their gold back are going to rob them along the way. Darius set it up that they would be protected. Darius set it up that they were going to go at the paperwork, the ordinances. The political avenue had to come from a king that was cruel and recognized that that God that Daniel serves. There's there's something about that. And even though uh, one of the worst kings ever was able to get that gold, and that that was a big thing that even other kings recognized, I think maybe we better arranged to make sure that gets sent back and protect them and everything. And this is when everybody was prejudiced against the Hebrews. So, love one another. Stop arguing. Stop thinking of everything that you don't like that's going on about the pandemic. And God, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. God will show solutions. And he will cause the solutions as we move in love. Love is life. It, the, the people in authority will start to hear and think of, 
hmm, I wonder if this solution could work. Instead of instead of charging them not to to, to grow stuff because we don't know what to do and we can't get well, maybe it would work like this, and then we'll find out that we're plowing the ground under so that what God said in the first place to let the ground rejuvenate. We haven't done that in about 200 years in our country so that the nutrients that are supposed to be in the things that are grown on the ground, those nutrients aren't even there. And you want to go natural, go natural. And we don't, we don't understand because we didn't do it God's way. No, we, we made the 40-hour week, so the 40-hour week makes it so that we got to keep on growing and we got to keep on moving, love, so that it's easier to follow God, easier to hear one another, and we make the difference in the government of our time. Amen. Well, that's a lot there. I hope you were blessed. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I had... I had some other questions, but I was I was receiving so much that so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna leave it right there, and some of the questions were being answered right there and there by the anointing of I God love you. over the words. So thank you um, for having me on the hour and of I deliverance, and these hours of deliverance will cause deliverance in your life if you take heed to what's being said, the Word of God, the power of His Word, the power of His love, and the unified body of Christ. Um, so we, the world says, let's learn how to disagree let's agree to disagree the world says that and it's got it's gotten into the church mm. and i'm like really it needs to get out but let's just agree with what god first said right and then his and that this power in that agreement yes it is and from there we could just move forward yes, um it is. will you always have be on the, <laughs> the same side as me no but what we do have what we do have is the father Right, Yahweh God, we have the Son, Yeshua HaMashiach, and we have Holy Spirit God. So we cannot fail. We have God over us, we got God with us, and God in us. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Preach! How, how can we fail? How can we fail? So let's move yeah. forward. Thank you for having me. I hope you were blessed. I know you were blessed. Please share this out. I didn't have time to share because I was on the program, but uh, I'll be sharing this um, as soon as I get off. And um, you can share it too. Bless someone with this word, and you will be blessed as well. You're Amen. always a blessing, by the way. <laughs> Thank you so much. God bless you all, and we will see you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.